Being a first time home buyer is a very exciting but stressful time. There are a lot of videos already out there about being a first time home buyer, but today I wanted to use my experience as a veteran real estate agent and a home buyer myself to try to give you some tips and tricks that are beyond the obvious ones. Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson here, Realtor with Smith & Associates in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. Some of the most rewarding transactions I have had in my career have been with first-time home buyers. I love the excitement level, the trust, the education that comes with working with first-time home buyers. Unfortunately, with the crazy market conditions that we've had over the past couple years, it has been even harder for first-time home buyers to get a home. It's hard enough to save enough money for a down payment and get the courage to commit to home buying without the added stress of waived appraisals and increased prices and multiple offers. So if you've been nervous about taking that leap or you're ready to dive head first, I really hope this video helps. First, congratulations on deciding to become a homeowner. It has been shown over and over again that home equity is one of the biggest contributors to a household's overall net worth. Even though it can be a challenging process, the goal in buying your first home is to make a smart decision that can give you the foundation to purchase every house after that. The first thing to remember is that your first home will most likely not be your last home. This house does not need to be your dream house, not even close. Your dreams and your needs will change as you move forward in adulthood. This is just a stepping stone. What you need to focus on are the aspects of the home and the neighborhood that will make this purchase the best stepping stone it can be. The number one rule in real estate since the beginning of time is location, location, location. If you are purchasing in a desirable location, you are setting yourself up for larger home value increases, and you are also protecting yourself if home values happen to go down. When we were recovering from the drop in prices during the Great Recession, the home values that recovered the fastest were the ones in the best locations, and it went outward from there. Now, I realize that the homes in the best locations also tend to be the most expensive ones and probably not in the budget, but that's okay. That's why you have to look for areas that have all the ingredients to be desirable locations, but maybe aren't quite there yet. You hear the phrase up and coming neighborhood all the time, but what really do we mean by that? Do your research and find out where development is happening. Where are the stores that are already in the most desirable locations expanding to next? Do commercial online permit searches. Drive around and see where development is happening. See where renovations are taking place. If something was previously vacant and now is being built into a large box store, that's a good sign. Look into getting a subscription to a business newspaper in the area. For example, in the Tampa Bay area, we have the Tampa Bay Business Journal, which has tons of stories on development. Follow social media sources for particular neighborhoods that you may be targeting. These commercial stores have already paid researchers to figure out where their next location should be. They don't just put them up anywhere. They do their research, so you should pay attention too. At the same time, pay attention to where stores might be leaving. If businesses are shutting down in a particular area, that's not a great sign. Also, look for city or county redevelopment projects. These tend to be focused in areas that need a boost in desirability. Prices in these areas tend to be lower before the redevelopment and then will go up after the redevelopment is complete, which can take a while. And when talking about location, don't forget to research school zones. 
Even if kids are the last thing on your mind, a school zone matters as far as gaining equity. There are a lot of up and coming neighborhoods that have very low school ratings. Now that might be fine for the people who live there and it might change at some point, but if you sell pretty quickly, then that can significantly reduce your buyer pool that would be interested in purchasing your house. And school zones can be tricky because they change, but it's something to keep in mind whenever you're deciding on the right location. Definitely make it part of your decision-making process. To finish off the discussion about location, there's a few other things to keep in mind. What is the proximity to the things that people want to do in your area? Here in Florida, people wanna to go to the beach. Is the house you're looking at a reasonable distance from the beach? or a shopping mall, or whatever it is in your city that people most wanna do. Is the house you're looking at reasonably close to the major interstates? The interstates will take you to all of the things that people wanna do, so proximity to a major roadway is important. And also, don't forget to check the crime statistics for the area you're looking in. Now let's switch gears and talk about costs. The monthly out-of-pocket for your home is way more than just the principal and interest of your loan. You have to take into consideration all of the other things that add to your monthly costs. And here in Florida, there can be some big ones. Let's first talk about insurance costs. Here in Florida, we have to pay attention to both homeowner's insurance and flood insurance. These costs can add up and make a reasonably priced home extremely expensive on a monthly basis. And homeowner's insurance is a major problem here in Florida right now. The older your home is, most likely, the more your homeowner's insurance will be. Insurance companies do not wanna insure homes that are not in good condition. They want to insure homes that are in good condition. You might be going into this process thinking, I wanna buy an older fixer-upper. And that's not necessarily a bad idea. We see people do it on reality shows all the time. But you have to get a four-point inspection in order to get insurance, in order to get a loan. If there are big things that come up on your four-point inspection, then most likely you're not going to be able to get insurance without those things being fixed prior to the sale. Now in this market, sellers don't wanna do big giant projects prior to a sale because they have a lot of buyers interested. There are a lot of houses that will have outdated electric panels or galvanized plumbing pipes. Those things will not pass a four-point inspection. And again, if you can't get insurance, then you can't get a loan. And that's why you see a lot of investors purchase older homes with cash, they redo them, and then they flip them. And they're the ones that qualify to buy those houses because when you purchase with cash, you don't necessarily need to have homeowner's insurance. I can't stress this enough. If you are falling in love with an older home or you want to do some sort of remodeling project, make sure you have an insurance agent on your home buying team that you can talk to and give the address to the home you're looking at so they can give you an idea if that house will work. I will often encourage my first time home buyers to look for homes that have updated systems, plumbing, electrical, AC, roofs. Maybe the house will be cosmetically ugly. That's the best kind. One with updated systems, but cosmetically you can update it. The cosmetic stuff is what you can change easily and it's not necessarily an insurance problem. If your heart is set on buying a fixer-upper, there are some renovation loan products that we'll talk about in another episode. Now, flood insurance is another big one here in the state of Florida. Our flood insurance rates were changed last year in 2021 and a lot of them have gone up significantly. And also some homes that didn't require flood insurance before are now requiring flood insurance. 
Now this too can increase your monthly cost significantly. Again, it's great to have the insurance agent to call to try to get an estimate before you move forward with the purchase of a house. Now let's talk HOAs and CDDs. There are absolutely pros and cons to these neighborhood fees. I hear people say all the time, I don't wanna pay for an HOA or a CDD. I totally understand that. I don't wanna pay those fees either, but sometimes you have to look past the fees and the rules and determine if the HOAs are actually helping that neighborhood maintain its values or increase its values more than the non-HOA neighborhoods. Say what you want about HOAs and CDDs, but a lot of times when you're driving from a non-HOA neighborhood to an HOA neighborhood, the difference is very remarkable. Sometimes you can see a really big difference in the maintenance of the homes and the yards. Ask yourself if buying a home in an HOA neighborhood would be a better investment for you. Again, that's what we're trying to do as a first time home buyer. The trick is to try to find those neighborhoods that look nice, have amenities, but whose HOA and CDD fees are not that high. Now, if you don't know what a CDD is, check out an episode I did a while back. CDD fees can increase your monthly costs in some cases by a few to several hundred dollars a month. So this is a really important one to keep in mind. These newer neighborhoods that you see popping up all over the Tampa Bay area that have these amazing amenities typically will have pretty high CDD fees. So when it comes to cost, what I like my first time home buyers to do is to determine what their monthly budget is and work backwards from there. And in that monthly budget, we wanna include the principal, the interest, the property taxes, the insurance costs, and the HOA fees. I do a deep dive into property taxes in another episode, check that one out too. I also encourage my buyers to factor in a monthly contribution for a savings account for any home maintenance or repair items that they might need. If you have to fix or replace a major system like an AC unit, that can cost thousands of dollars. It's nice to have some money set aside for those repairs. Let's talk for a minute about the types of homes that first-time homebuyers tend to gravitate towards. Townhouses are super popular because their prices tend to be lower. Now, I think these are a great choice for first-time homebuyers as long as the HOA fees are reasonable. In a lot of these townhouse neighborhoods, things like lawn service and roof maintenance and exterior painting are included in your HOA fees. So you don't have the stress of having to worry about those things, which is great if you're new to home ownership. The other thing to keep in mind that a lot of times developers will put small townhouse communities in really great areas. So if they can get their hands on a great lot in a good area, they can put a whole bunch of townhouses in there. Now, as far as price appreciation is concerned, single family homes are your best bet as long as you're keeping in mind all of the other things that we talked about and staying within that monthly budget. Now, condos are the most tricky because they tend to have the highest monthly fees and restrictions. If you have any thoughts about renting your first home after you move out of it, you really wanna be careful and review all of the documents associated with the neighborhood that you're buying in and check those rental restrictions, especially on condos. You guys already know that you need a well-qualified realtor on your side and a great lender. What I want to make sure that you remember is to ask all the questions that you want to ask. Be comfortable with both of them and don't be afraid that you're annoying them with your questions. If they get annoyed with your questions, then they might not be the right person for you to be working with. This is a really important and complicated purchase for you. Your questions should be respected and answered as such. 
you need to make sure that you're 100% comfortable with the skills of your real estate agent and your lender. Make sure they know the areas that you're looking in. You need to make sure that you can honestly communicate with them and you feel that they're honestly communicating with you. If you feel like somebody's being too salesy, it's very possible that they are, but it's also possible that they really just think it's a great option for you. You really need to trust your real estate agent, your lender, your insurance person, and your whole home buying team. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.